You're listening to the Morning Punch and Show with RBNJ live and direct for more cities than an Instagram model's bio. Get ready for some boxing talk on the clock. Let's face it, you're not working and somebody's got to pay for the Wi Fi. Ah, <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. It is RBNJ. This is the Morning Punch and Show, the most unpredictable, unscripted, but always real morning boxing talk show in the game. Today is Monday, June 11, 2017. Uh, before we jump into our show today, I do want to send um, some prayers and thoughts out to Daniel Franco, who suffered a very serious injury in his fight Friday night. He's a Rock Nation fighter, and they had to perform, um, you know, an emergency surgery. And right now he is in a medically induced coma. So want to wish him well wishes and lots and lots of prayers um, for, you know, him to wake up and have a healthy recovery and be well. Um, let me bring on my partner in crime here from Inglewood, California, creator and founder mm-hmm. of BadCulture.net, contributor to BlockSportsOnline.com, Jay LaBeouf. What's good, Jay? Good morning, RB. Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back with you after a holiday and a little early summer hiatus to talk boxing. Big fight week ahead of us, or is it a big fight week ahead of us? We'll talk about that during the show. War Kovalev 2 happening this Saturday, plus all the topics, word on the curb, and all the great stuff that makes you tune in every week. And it's good to be back with you, RB. It is so good to be back. I've been traveling. I've been away from home. It's been really hard to keep up with everything. I've been saving a lot of word on the curb the past couple weeks. I've been, uh, you know, saving some other hot topics. But we definitely want to talk about word Kovalev. Um, The big Broner-Garcia fight was made the past couple weeks, so we want to touch on that. The phone lines are open today, 718-508-9852. Press 1 to play Know It or Blow It. Free gifts from forama.com. Today's question should be fairly easy. Our trivia question should be fairly easily easy. Uh, we'll have to see if you know if anybody's willing to play. Dare to be great. But Jay, we got to we got to get somebody to play today. These somebody got to dare gifts. to be great. All these people who talk all this to us all day long, call in. Let's put this boxing knowledge to the test. You should be able to get this one today. And we want to give away something very beautiful from foralma.com. So we'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully they'll play. But as Jay was saying, so we're going to dive right into our hot topics. Then we're going to bring Jake Donovan on right around, uh, you know, the 10-minute mark to get his input and fill us in with some other things going on in the boxing world. But it is Ward Kovalev to fight week. And I don't know if I feel the hype, Jay. I, I, where is everybody reading about this fight? I mean, if it weren't for main events, Twitter, where would we, you know, find any information on this fight? I agree. I remember during the first fight, Ward said something to the fact that they didn't, couldn't promote the fight, or actually it's in the video that I have on Bad Culture TV from the Ward Kovalev uh, press conference that we here, had here in Los Angeles that during the first fight, they wanted to take more ownership of how the fight was promoted and do all these special things, but they felt they couldn't because main events was a roadblock to things they were supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing. Now they have total control of how the fight is being presented to the public, and I'm just not seeing anything except I think we saw war during the NBA Finals, but it didn't do anything to promote the fight. So Oakland knows about the fight, but does the rest of the world know about the fight? 
Yeah, and it's real shame, Jay, that there isn't much hype around this fight because they're two of the best fighters in the world. They right. actually really do dislike each other, genuinely, you know, dislike each other, kind of like the good old days, you know, where there used to be animosity and kind of like some hatred there. You know, whoever right. wins this fight could very well be the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. So why exactly. aren't we making a bigger deal about this fight? There's like a lack I've of promotion. There's something going on. I've seen a number of people kind of articulate something that I've been feeling about this fight, that you just really have two guys that lots of people don't like either of them. They don't like each other, Mm. and a lot of people don't like either of them, but not in the sense of uh, I'm going to tune in to see him. They just don't like them. There's something about their public personas that's very off-putting about the both of them, despite the fact that this is an incredible fight. Again, Mm -hmm. another great, great fight. And it, 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 it's a shame, but here we are. Here's what we have, and we yeah. have to work with what we have. Well, you know what? Let's give our official picks for the fight, because yeah. I'm one of the ones that am still looking forward to this rematch. The fight, oh, the yeah. first fight was very good. Um, and I am actually going to go ahead and stick my neck out there, and I'm picking Ward again. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to change my, my pick. I think that he might actually stop Kovalev late. Now, if Kovalev does get off to a good start, I think that Ward will even still win, but he just won't be super dominant. But I do still see him edging it out again. Jay, what do you think? My official prediction for the fight is I too am picking Ward to win the fight again. When I'm looking at some of the things, and don't tweet me saying I'm picking Ward because he's black. It's too early for all that. The reason why, and I'm going to tell you why, that I'm picking Ward to win this fight again is because I'm looking at he's still the same Ward, the same consistent Ward that's training and doing the things that work for him. Looking over at the Kovalev side, I do think there's a little turmoil, and I think there is a little games play with the whole uh, John David Jackson talking to the Ward team, bringing in the strength and conditioning coach from Russia. I overtrain, I undertrain, I taxed out. There's a lot. He's super angry. He's super emotional. And it's a whole lot. And I think those will be distractions. I feel like the only way that Kovalev wins this fight is if he knocks Ward out early. Knocks him out. But looking at their first fight. I couldn't agree with you more. Looking at how Ward went down early in the first fight, I think Ward's going to re- – they've studied that and what happened in that fight, and they're smarter, and they're going to know what's going to happen to anticipate those moves. He hasn't changed anything on the preparation side in terms of uh, fight skills. He just brought in a strength and conditioning coach, which means he essentially is going to fight the same fight, and I feel like that's what's going to happen. I'll tell you what, I completely agree with you on the distractions in Kovalev's camp. Whether they're true or false, or there's some true somewhere in the middle, it's a lot going on. With, you know, Team Ward offering JDD a position over there. And when I watch videos, John David Jackson, he was stuttering. I mean, he was like, whoa, like, I don't think he was expecting that to get out. And he, at one, in one video, I think it might have been with Radio Raheem, he said, look, if they would have offered me Fort Knox, I probably would have went. But I'm loyal mm-hmm. to my fighter. So hold up. If they would have offered you Fort Knox, you would have left. But you're loyal to your fighter. That didn't Fort make a Knox whole lot of sense lot of to me. Yeah. Right. So how much money is Fort Knox? But 
Uh, you're right. A lot of distractions, a lot of animosity, you know, things that surface. Rock Nation really wanted to be the lead promoter in this. And main events is like, sure, go ahead, go for it. We just want to make sure that this fight happens. Well, now, about a couple weeks ago, Rock Nation started calling main events like, we need your help. We need stronger promotion. We need... Well, it's too late. That's right. It's too late. That's this right. is a pay-per-view fight. It should have been promoted hard for like three months straight, not two weeks Maybe before I... the fight. Here's a crazy thing. So as we know, Los Angeles, huge fight market. We all know that. I've been making a conscious effort of looking around Los Angeles to see any type of billboards or anything. There's some real specific areas down here in the hood in Inglewood where I live where they post about fights. One is right near the entrance to the 405 on Manchester Boulevard by Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> it doesn't get any blacker than mm-hmm. that and any touristy than that. No poster over there. I think there's still a poster over there for like a UFC or a Bellator fight. The one place that I've seen a fight poster, and my L.A. people will appreciate this who are listening, if you're going eastbound on Imperial, going towards the 110, like next to a little, like a real raggedy kind of tire shop, that's the only place that I've seen a poster for this fight. And that's not even a high traffic area. So where are the posters? Not on the, on the, on the um, where you catch the bus. I haven't seen any of the things that I normally see. For oh. Hell, I even saw Golovkin posters in those placements for the fight. And I know, don't get all in arms. I'm not comparing Golovkin to war. Calm down, people. But I'm just saying the absence of the lack of the appearance of promotional materials, it's just kind of disheartening. It's a great fight, but no one knows it's a great fight if you don't put the fight out there to the people who don't yeah. normally watch boxing. You know, and there may be a possibility that I may be driving out there this weekend for um, some other business. But I, you know, if I do make it out there, I'm definitely going to report back. You know, I'm curious to see what the atmosphere is going to be like this time, what the crowd's going to be like. I think it was really smart for them to take it to the Mandalay Bay instead of putting it back at the T-Mobile Arena. Uh, but, you know, how many media folks are going out there? I think the, yeah. the media, the people who are probably more media than anything. The media, well, anyway, never right. mind. I'm going to skip that. A lot, a lot of the bigger media outlets and uh, the media personas have been banned by Rock Nation. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to see Steve Kim there reporting. Yeah. Hey, I remember, hey, we ran into him after the fight last, uh, last outing, not last year. It wasn't a year ago, but we'll see what happens. We the fight. This is not a commercial to tell you to not watch the fight. RB and J are watching the fight. Yeah. Great, yeah. Fight. Look, I'm one of I'm one of the ones that are really looking forward to it. Hopefully we get another tremendous fight. Um we're waiting for Jake Donovan to call in. But listen, we do want you to play Know It or Blow It boxing trivia with us today. Call 718-508-9852. Press one and that's how we know that you want to play. As soon as we see you light up on the switchboard we're going to bring you on. Um, so I think Jake Donovan should be in the queue, Jay, if we want to bring him on for Jake's take. You're rocking with the Morning Punching Show with RB and Jay, and now it's time for Jake's take. Good morning, Donovan. Good morning, RB and Jay. I mean, I've missed that song so much I had to make it my ringtone just so I can hear it for the past three weeks. You know, I I forget how much fun we have until we don't do the show for a couple weeks. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. 
Listen, um, lots yeah. of Jake takes that we want to get from you today, but I want to start out with um, if you have an update about Daniel Franco. He suffered a really serious injury over the weekend. He was uh, put into a medically induced coma. He, uh, yeah, it was a very, very sad event. Um, I, I touched base with Rock Nation, and they said they're just going to leave it up to the family to kind of provide updates and just – they're asking everyone just to offer their prayers and just kind of respect their privacy while he's just, you know, literally fighting for his life right now. It's – you know, it's the ugly side of boxing, you know, the side we never want to see, but it's the sad reality. Um, this kid, he got knocked out three months ago, and then he was just so determined to get back into the ring. People are not questioning, you know, well, why didn't anybody slam on the brakes and tell him to, you know, wait, you know, you don't come back that soon from a knockout, but – you know, talking to him, he was in very good spirits going into this fight. It didn't sound like a guy who was punchy or, you know, had suffered, you know, uh, CTE or anything like that. He just, you know, he sounded like a kid who just wants to fight and get his career back on track. But then once the bell rang, I mean, he was just, he, he was manhandled by um, Jose Hado. I mean, you know, congratulations yeah. to Hado on getting a great win. But, you know, I'm sure he's not out there celebrating right now because he's, he's, you know, he's right. praying for, uh, for Daniel Franco right now. So, unfortunately, there's no real updates. Um, nothing's really changed in his status other than, you know, he's still in the medical in his coma. But it's not that he fell into a coma. They put him into the coma just to, mm-hmm. you know, do the emergency operation. It's, you know, I, I guess standard procedure for that type of thing. So, um, everyone's hoping he, he comes out okay. Um, it, it, everyone's optimistic. It's not like blind optimism or false hope. It's you know they, they seem to think he'll be all right, but obviously this is oh, I hope we're going so. to fight again. I mean, we we thought Pritchard Cologne was going to be okay. You know, we thought he would yeah. wake up after a month, and it's going on two years in October. Uh, so anyway, before we get into the World Series boxing uh, mm-hmm. bracket, I want yes. to. Me and Jay, we were just talking about Ward Kovalev and the yes. big rematches this weekend. And, you know, hardcore fans, I think we're excited for it. But where is the buzz, Jake? Where right. is the promotion? What, what, where's the hype? Yeah, you know what's funny? It's, uh, the one angle I keep seeing uh, being played here is, you know, that it's the two best pound-for-pound fighters in the world. And I'm not big on pound-for-pound lists, but if I were to put one together, I, you know, I wouldn't have any argument with Warden Kovalev being one and two. The problem is, you know, they keep comparing it to, well, you know, when Julio Cesar Chavez and Pino Whitaker fought, you know, it was one of the biggest non-heavyweight events of all time. The thing is, Julio Cesar Chavez was the biggest non-heavyweight attraction. That's what made it such a big event. And Pino mm-hmm. Whitaker didn't have his, you know, any shortage of fans either. The fight I'm going to compare it to is actually when Roy Jones and James Tony fought in 1994. They were two of the best fighters in the world. Tony was regarded by many as the very best in the world. And RB, I'm sure you know managed by Jackie Cowan. He was, yeah. he was the man back then, but nobody really cared about the fight. It was moderately attended. It was, you know, it was an okay pay-per-view. It wasn't great. You know, skill doesn't always sell, and that's the thing. And, and Jay, I think you nailed it. Sure, yeah. With Ward and Kovalev, it's not two very big personalities here. I mean, Sergey Kovalev has really struggled to build a fan base in the United States. He's great TV. Everyone loves watching him on TV, but he's not a guy that's going to put asses in the seats in, in arenas, and Ward has never been that guy. You know, he's a decent draw at home in Oakland. And, yeah, you know, they kind of, you know, parade him around with Stephen Curry and, you know, the Golden State Warriors. But mm-hmm. that, that's not promoting event. It's just it, – it seems like everyone's just depending yeah. on, okay, it's an HBO pay-per-view event. And we're going to depend on HBO just like they did the last time. And it didn't work. You know, people just aren't flush with cash. They're not going to go out and just throw money at this card. The, the sad thing is from a, a fight junkie standpoint, this is actually a very solid card. I'm going to order the event. Sure. I love the undercard. I mean, don't Guillermo Rigon Vial and, and, and don't talk, whoa, whoa, don't talk I'm, about the I'm sorry, I will, I will slam the brakes okay. on that, but I will just say okay. I love the undercard. I love the undercard, and that's part of my motivation for buying the event. <laughs> You'll see why <laughs> I, I am said so that sorry later. About that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
chill out, Jake. Uh, our, yeah, so we, we were just saying we wish there was more hype behind it. Um, there, is an op- there is a chance I may be out there this weekend. I'm curious to see what the crowd looks like, what the media looks like. You know, it right. just seems like there's a lack of buzz. Uh, like you said, they're not two of the most likable characters. They no. do have skill, but sometimes it just doesn't sell. Uh, so yeah, listen, and, you know, was, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kind of wondering what Rock Nation's thought process is, and I'm not going to bang on them. Daniel Franco is their fighter, and they're you know they're, they're thoughts right. with Daniel Franco right now. So now's not the time to start slamming Michael Yormark <laughs> and company. But you know, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to disrespect the man. But it just seems like you know it, they like the idea of being the lead promoter, but you know now they got it. It's like they almost it's almost like they don't know what to do with it. At the same time, nobody right. seems to know what to do with it the first time around either, because the first event was, I, you know, maybe they promoted it as much as it could have been promoted given the two personalities, but I should have told them, don't go back to pay-per-view seven months later. The first one didn't work. Right. The second one's not working either. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Put it on well, put it on HBO Championship Boxing. Make it a big super event. Do the 24-7. They could easily do a million viewers. Easy. Do some TV. Get out there on the grind. Hit the pavement. Let's talk about the, these two guys. They're both in shape guys. So it's yeah. not like they can't appear in the public because they're in fat camp, losing a bunch of weight, <laughs> so they can't keep up with the you know, media schedule right. because they got to lose weight. These are both two premier athletes. So yeah. in addition, of course, it's a challenging fight that they have to train for, but they got time. They got time to yes. pop up on the TV, especially during the NBA yeah. finals. They got time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Ward is a constant presence at uh, Golden State Warriors games. And, you know, Sergey Kovlov, I mean, he tried to make time. They tried to do the, the you know, Max Kellerman segment, the face-off segment. And, you know, that didn't work out because Andre Ward decided it, it didn't fit into his schedule. It just seemed like everything they tried for this promotion just hasn't worked. So, which thinks Because, again, it's, it's a really enjoyable card. It's, and the first fight, it wasn't just about skill. It was a really good fight, no matter what, mm-hmm. you, no matter what you look for in a fight. Right. It was an entertaining fight. It was a you know, fight. It had a, a, yeah. a strange ending. You know, it's, you know, the decision is still being debated. And I guess their thinking is that that would help drive this event. But nobody's going to buy an event just because they question the, the final decision in a fight. That's, that, that's never purely sold a pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get another good one. Jay, um, I'm sorry, Jay, about a week yeah. or so ago, um, the World Boxing Series put out some further information on their cruiserweights that have signed up to be in this tournament. Any other new signees or do you know who these guys are? Um, I, I don't know if these guys are actually signees. I know of at least three more who are committed to the tournament. Uh, Junior Dodikos, who's been stuck in, you know, uh, cruiserweight purgatory for the past year, chasing uh, Bebut Shumanov. He's got sick of that. He mm. decided he's going to join this tournament. Uh, Junior uh, Makabu is going to join the tournament. Mm. So he's a former uh, cruiserweight contender. The, a few wild cards, I'm not sure if they're going to join. One name I keep hearing thrown around is Andrew Tabidi. Who, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, along with Dorda Coast, they'd be the only two Americans in the tournament, which goes back to our original point of this tournament being uh, right. very yeah, Eurocentric. I don't recognize any of these names. Yes, yeah, very European. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's a lot of fun cruiserweights that are involved. The other wild card is a guy who just won. Uh, he had, got nice revenge a couple of weeks ago, Dmitry Kudryashov. Uh, I'm not sure if mm. he's committed yet. I'm sure he's talking to World of Boxing, his promoter about, you know, what his future looks like because he is the mandatory challenger to Maris Breedis' title, the WBC title. So the decision is, okay, does he want to wait more than a year for his title shot? Does he beg the WBC for an interim shot? Or does he just go ahead and enter this tournament? You know, maybe he draws Breedis' first time out. Maybe, he, you know, he draws whoever. But he's a guy, he's either going to knock you out or he's going to get knocked out. So there's a lot of, you know, once you view their fighting styles, this is going to be a fun bracket 
but you know, as you just pointed out, I mean, it's not a lot of familiar names beyond the hardcore base. Well, and we've seen that a lot of European fighters are having mm-hmm. problems really creating hardcore fan bases over here. I mean, with the exception right. of Golovkin, you know, it's, it was really hard. It's really hard for Kovalev and some of these other guys. You know, Robert Garcia has a bunch of guys from Russia, too. And right. it's kind of hard to, like, really, like, latch on to a lot of the European fighters. Yeah, they're just kind of along for the ride. Like a guy like Alexander uh, Vazdek. I mean, he's fun as hell to watch. I mean, he right. may, may very well be the best light heavyweight in the world. I mean, Warden mm-hmm. Cole Blev obviously earned the right to be one and two. But if they have to fight Vazdek in the past, you know, in the next year or two, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd probably bet on Vazdek against just about anyone in the world yeah. in, in or near 175. But he's not a guy that's ever going to become a big ticket seller. You know, Golovkin, I mean, he just has that goofy personality. They just, you know, Tom Loeffler's done a great job in, in yeah. and bringing him over and to the U.S. And he, he just lat- he found a way to latch on. Kovalev, yeah. you know, main events has always argued, like, you know, Kovalev just has this dark sense of humor, which he does. It's like he tells these, you know, jokes. It's like, okay, he gets it. It's just it, there's no connection with the, with the U.S. audience for whatever reason. You know, with the TV audience, right. yes, but just not from, you know, the perspective where he can drive a pay-per-view or, you know, sell out Madison Square Garden. So, and that's a lot of these guys in the cruiserweight bracket. I mean, they're going to sell the hell out of some arenas in Europe, but, you know, not necessarily in the United yeah. States. So it's just very curious to see what it looks like once it finally gets over on this side of the Atlantic. Yeah. Well, last thing I want to get your take on is yep. uh, Kurt Kazide. Am I saying his name right? Kurt Sidse. Kurt Sidse. He was Kondil arrested. Huh. Yes, yeah. he was arrested. He was supposed to fight um, <laughs> Billy Joe Saunders. That fight yeah. is canceled. He was arrested and you know, linked to this organized crime ring. Yeah. Um, how much do you know about that? I mean, he was charged with racketeering, extortion, robbery, murder for hire, conspiracy, fraud, <laughs> narcotics, and firearm offenses. I mean, Lou DiBella cannot be happy right now. No, not He's at all. Charged. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, how do you not know what's going on? But, you know, Lou put it best. Like, you can't live every moment of a, of a boxer's life. It's like you sign the guy. You know, he shows up to the gym, he does his job, and Kurt Cisse has done that. I mean, he's provided entertaining fights, but beyond that, Lou's not going to follow this guy around 24-7. He can't do that with all the fighters. And then all of a sudden you find out he's linked to some very dangerous people. It's just, this is a scary situation for Kurt Cisse right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know, they're saying, oh, well, you know, maybe, you know, he, he had the least of the charges, but it's not like he can just go cut a deal. Russian mobsters aren't right. very forgiving. You know, no yeah, mobster in right. general is, but I mean, I, I'm thinking back 20 years ago to a cruiserweight, Sergei Kolbizev, who lived in Brooklyn. He wasn't even really down with the mob. He actually tried, you know, he was a very talented cruiserweight. He, he didn't make a lot of money, so he actually had a part-time job at a, as a security guard in a nightclub. He wound up getting killed by the Russian mob just because, you know, one of them got thrown out of the club he was, you know, uh, working at and didn't do anything about it. They turned on him. Next thing you know, they show up to, a, to an auto body shop. He gets shot. He winds up in the trunk of a car and then buried in the very mobster's backyard who whacked him. I mean, you know, these are wow. the type of people we're dealing with, so... Even if Chris Cizé was just kind of involved with these people, but not deeply involved in the crimes, it's not like he can go roll on them. You know, well, right. he's look, a he, man. It's like, I, yeah. The Southern District of New York revealed that 33 members and associates yeah. of the Russian crime w- were arrested, and one of them yeah. being him. Right. He was arrested uh, on part of the RICO Act, you know, for Rekha's hearing, and yeah. then also for, uh, I think, Wireford was the other charge that he, he was busted on. So, yeah, he wasn't involved in all the other charges. But the two charges he's being stuck with, I mean, those are maximum, no, these are federal sentences, maximum of 20 uh, years in prison. So yeah, uh, extortion, robbery, murder for hire. Yeah. What the hell? Listen, right, um, I, 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 I asked a question. 
Yeah, Jake, I asked a question last night on my Twitter, and it got people a little upset with me. And I know that you are super unbiased, and you're going to tell it like it is. I was thinking last night, I was watching the PBC on FS1 card, and I said, how many PBC fighters are in the top 10 pound for pound? Yeah, it's a legit question. I mean, it's, this thing's been hey, over no, two years you... running. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, maybe, you know, Keith Thurman, if he's not in the top 10, he's on the outside looking in. And then if you consider Mikey Garcia a PBC fighter, which I really don't. I mean, his only involvement with PBC has been through Showtime. So, if can, anything, can he's a Showtime put, fighter. Wait, can we put Mikey Garcia in the top 10 right now? I mean, he just got I, back like yesterday. He, he did. But, I mean, just based on everything he did and just, you know, the way he's dominating his competition, I mean, I, I don't see why he he's not at least in the conversation. But you know, I, I get your point. He's not a definitive top ten. It's not like Gennady Golovkin is a top ten pound, pound fighter. You know, Andre Ward is Sergey Kovalev. So right, there's no PBC fighter that is a definitive top ten pound for pound. That's something they really need to think about. I mean, they're making some really good fights this year, but you know, they this is year three. This is crunch time. We need to start making stars. You know, Errol Spence definitely has that potential. Hopefully, they keep him going. He's going to be someone that's going to be in the conversation, but. Unfortunately, right now, that's all they have is people that are, you know, in the discussion and, you know, maybe on the bubble on the outside looking in at the moment. But at best, you know, maybe Thurman or Garcia can crack a top 10. So there's my answer you know, to as your you question. Got, as you talk about PBC fighters that are in the top 10 pound for pound, it makes me think of that meme of the brother that's touching his, uh, his head. Like, if you think about it, you can't be yeah. in the top 10 pound per pound if you're not fighting. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's what I think. That's right. If you're not fighting fights, you can't be in the top ten. You got to fight fights. Yeah. Now, here's the thing with Mikey Garcia. Again, if we're even considering him the PBC fighter. I mean, he's fighting Adrian Braun, or a lot of people are picking him, you know, to win. They think he's going to win easy. But he's moving up in weight again. I mean, he's fighting, you know, however Broner got his bullshit belt. He's, he's a four-time champion. <laughs> so, if Mikey Garcia not only beats him but runs through him, then, hell yeah, you really need to start talking about this guy as one of the best boxers in the world, which is what he was mm-hmm. up until he had his fallout with top rank. I mean, it's a shame. Yeah. No, the iron yeah. top rank actually wanted to rush him to a Manny Pacquiao fight, and his stance was, I'm not going to be rushed into it. You know, I'm going to take that fight when I'm ready. But if he took that fight when, when uh, top rank offered it, who knows? Maybe he messes around and beats Manny Pacquiao. And then there's absolutely no question. You know, but then again, he's probably still with top rank, so he wouldn't even be a PPC fighter. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well. Uh, such is life. Such is life. <laughs> All right. Jake. Yeah. Oh wait, I have a I have a real random question for you, Jake. All right. Okay, so as we head into Ward Kovalev two this weekend, and we look yeah. at how contested the decision was in the first fight, it makes me think back to the first Bradley Pacquiao fight, or mm. yeah, the Bradley Pacquiao fight. What do you think is a more contested decision, Bradley Pacquiao, Ward Kovalev? I, without a doubt, Bradley Pacquiao. Um, yeah. I, I've seen people make. I mean, I actually had. Score-wise, I had Andre Ward winning the fight. And the more I watch it, it's like, how did I have him winning the fight? It, you know, when you watch the fight as a whole, per, uh, Sergey Kovalev beat him. But when you score it round by round, mm-hmm. I had Ward winning by a point. People have argued with me that that shouldn't be the right case. And I, I haven't argued back. It, it's a legit argument. With Bradley Pacquiao, it's, it's Pacquiao won that fight. I don't think he, he didn't win that fight 11-1, 10-2, like some people exaggerate just to really drive home that point. But he absolutely won. Right. I mean, he won all three fights. That's the end of the conversation. Just like, you know, Toro Gatti beat Mickey Ward in all three fights, regardless of what the judges said. Right. Right. Oh, oh, we'll just add it to the list of things for people to argue about. Yeah. And before you uh, click me off, Manny Pacquiao, Tim Bradley, that first uh, decision, that first fight, that didn't help drive pay-per-views for number two and three. Either. Uh, the first fight was actually yeah. the best-selling at a three. So. 
Right. Sam. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Jake Donovan, it's always a pleasure to have you with us. Unfortunately, you do not win the Know It or Blow It prize today, but we do have some <laughs> consolation turtle, turtle wax for you. A month's supply. Nice. All right. <laughs> All right, Jake. Have a great Monday. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you so much, Jay. and Jay. Always a pleasure being on. All right. All right. All right. Okay, we'll take a Jay, quick let's... commercial break, and we'll yep. be right back. Any vehicle, any age, any mileage. With Nationwide Auto Warranties, you will stop paying unexpected costly repair bills and let an extended auto warranty pay. Go to NationwideAutoWarranties.com for an instant email quote or call 1-866-352-4999 for a free no-obligation phone quote. So stop paying and let Nationwide Auto Warranties get you your coverage today. Again, that number is 1-866-352-4999 or visit NationwideAutoWarranties.com. All right, listen, uh, we want a know-it-or-blow-it player today. We want someone to play our trivia game. I'm telling you, it's really not that hard, and we want to give away free stuff. We have yet been able to give away a free gift from forama.com, so please make sure you call in. If you're in the switchboard, because we see you there, press 1. Yes. If you press 1, we know that you want to play know-it-or-blow-it, dare to be great, and win some free gifts from forama.com. Jay, as soon as you see somebody light up and willing, let me know. But I do want to get back to Mikey Garcia and Adrian Broner. That fight being set, that fight has been made. Um, I am one of the ones that did not think it was really realistic because I did not really think that they were going to cash Adrian Broner out that quick. I really thought that this summer he was going to get a tune-up fight, and then I thought in the winter he would get, you know, a really big fight. But, hey, the fight is made. People are mad excited for it. Um, Broner has revealed that he's going to really change again. He's another changed <laughs> man for the 18th time. He's going to take this camp serious. Not the last one or the one before that or the one before this one. He's going to take this camp serious for Mikey Garcia. He's heading to Colorado Springs um, to, to do his camp and get away from the distractions and, and everything that he's got going on in Cincinnati. The fight has been made at 140. Per Mikey Garcia, there is a weight penalty. Now, it's being, it's being kept a secret, though, Jay. We don't know, you know, if he, what the penalty is going to be. You know, is it going to be $100,000 for every fight, you know, for every pound that he misses? Or We don't really know what that is. That's something we need to find out. We need to get on that. The penalty should be you don't get to go to the club, Adrian Broner, if you can't come in. Wait, he gets, he gets banned from all clubs United States-wide <laughs> for one year if he doesn't make a uh, wait for the fight. At this point yeah. with Adrian Broner, I've gone through such an arc of watching him over these years, and it makes me, I feel sad. I've gotten to the point now where I just feel sad for him. I really, I've gone from laughing to just being incredulous at some of the things he does. And now I feel sad. Every day something pops up on this kid. What a waste of talent. I'm I'm going to try to be an optimist again and hope he makes weight for this fight. And it's competitive. But I've gotten to the point now where I just feel sad for him. Whenever I see his name pop up, I automatically assume something negative. You know, you're absolutely right. And Broner does have good tools. 
you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's a shame that he just chose a different direction with his career because he is a tough kid physically. He's very prideful and he will fight anybody. I mean, we've seen him fight really good opposition, way better. He's fought way better guys than most fighters out there today. You know, when he fought Madonna, I mean, he fought Porter. Yeah. He's fought some really good guys and he's going to fight. Like he's not going to come and lay down, but you know, he never has good camp. Now, I will say that he's been hit by way bigger guys than I think Mikey Garcia has ever been hit by. I mean, Broner's no been hit by Marcos Maidana. He's been hit by right. Sean Porter. He's been hit by right. some tough dudes, yo. Mm-hmm. And some big guys, some naturally big guys. And Mikey Garcia has a very competitive resume and was dominant in the lower weights, but this is quite a jump up from him and a, quite a step up. Broner for better or for worse, has a lot of shenanigans outside the ring, but it's still Adrian Broner, and he's still a good fighter. This is not going to be just a cakewalk. This is going to be yeah. something else to see. Uh, yeah, I, from, I a physical stamp, from a physical standpoint, Broner probably has the advantage. He's bigger. He's probably stronger. But Garcia is actually, I think, the better boxer. I think he's more right. of a textbook fighter. You know, like, he really understands the game. He really knows how to win off of a jab. His last fight, he jabbed that boy. He won that fight with a jab until he finally knocked him out. So he understands, He's you know, he's got the basics down, the fundamentals, and he really knows how to use them. Broner just has so many distractions and outside-of-the-ring problems and troubles that, you know, I can't pick him to win this fight because I just don't believe him anymore. You know, every time he says right. he's going to change, he's going to have a good camp, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, it just never happens. So uh, I just can't pick him. I'm picking Mikey Garcia to win the fight. And the sad part about it is what happens when this is all done? Adrian Broner is still under 30 years old, and he's been in some tough fights, and he's got a lot of kids, and he's got a lot of shenanigans, and it's not like he's going to jump on the, on the desk and start commentating. He might not show up. What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? I'm gonna pray for him. Yeah. Well, it him. looks like that this fight could be heading to Brooklyn. And again, I know I've been out of the loop for a couple weeks, um, but it looks like it's heading to Brooklyn. I don't think anything is definite. Um, I've heard that maybe this could go to Vegas, but it looks like Lou DeBella is really uh, gonna bang the drum and try to get this to Barclays in Brooklyn. Hey, got to put it somewhere. I. Broner, that's probably a better drawing place for Broner. I would have liked to fight in Vegas. L.A. could have come out. Could have put the fight in L.A. A lot of people come out to see Broner <laughs> at StubHub. People throw stuff at him, but at least we know they'll show up to buy tickets, even if it's to throw stuff at him. So good luck, Brooklyn. I hope you have a great, yeah. great event if it lands there. Good luck. Well, Jay, so we had someone to play Know It or Blow It Boxing Trivia with us. Anybody there to be great. I think somebody's hearing a great be great from Los Angeles. Well, not Los Angeles. Looks like the somewhere out here in California. We'll pick it up. Nine oh nine eight one six. You are live with R B and J. Who is this, and where are you calling from? This is Marcos calling from San Diego. Hi, What's up, Marcos, Marcos? San Diego. What's happening? We well, are here. We are, we are ready. Killing this Monday home. morning. Me and Jay are over-talking each other this morning. Are you ready to play Know It or Blow It? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Okay. We're going to give you 10 seconds on the clock. Uh Here we go. 
Give me one spike. Uh-oh. That's not the 10 seconds on the clock. Go ahead, Arby. Give us one fight that is on the Ward-Kovalev undercard this weekend. One, one matchup, one fight that's on the card this weekend. Uh, Rigondo, Guillermo Rigondo versus uh, a Mexican kid. Um, I think his last name's Lopez or Flores or Sanchez or something like that. Uh, I think he, you want to you want to make your final pick. Uh, you said one of the names. It's it's in there. <clears throat> Flores. Yes, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Oh, Flores. Finally, 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 we got a winner. Uh, listen, you do you follow us on Twitter? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, good. I got so free tickets sure you... from Jay. Shout out, shout out to Jay. She gave me free tickets to uh, to Ortiz Berto. I went out there to stuff up. Oh, oh see, no. we just blessed you with all types of stuff. Well, listen, Absolutely. I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to message me. Go on forama.com. They have stuff for women and stuff for men. Smell goods, candles, all types of nice things. Um, anyway, go to the website, check it out. Send me an inbox, and we'll pick something out really nice for you or for your girl awesome. or your mom. And we'll get that right out to you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good day, ladies. Finally. You too. Finally. We get a winner. Jay, let's go to a commercial, and we will come back with In Case You Missed It. We will do it. Wow. Somebody actually dared to be good. For all the latest news, interviews, and boxing schedules, visit BoxingInsider.com. Providing readers with everything from the latest fight schedules to interviews with your favorite boxers. BoxingInsider.com has you covered from top to bottom. BoxingInsider.com is looking for new writers. Think you have what it takes to join the team? Submit your articles to our team at info at BoxingInsider.com. Visit BoxingInsider.com today. The only boxing website where you become the fifth man in the corner. Finally, Jay, we finally had a winner. I know. That's very exciting stuff to us. We want you to win things. When we have contests and stuff on the show, we do want you to win. Oh, from yeah. tickets to, to our sponsor for Alma, anything we're giving away to Raging Babe Store, we want you to win. We want you to win. So call in and try to win something. Yeah. That, I know that question seemed easy, but it wasn't. Because, I mean, if somebody would have asked me yesterday who was on the undercard, I would have needed more than 10 seconds. Like, I oh, would have no I would have needed, like, 30 seconds to come up with one of the fights. Uh, anyway, Jay, in case you missed it, Brandon Rios made his big return last night. He scored a seventh-round stoppage over Aaron Herrera, and he is very motivated to secure a title spot at welterweight. I'm not quite sure how he's going to get there and get that shot at a title at welterweight. When you look at PBC and you start looking at, well, what could their plans be for him? You know, I guess he could fight the winner of Guerrero Figueroa. You know, there's still that Victor Ortiz fight that's out there, but that's not going to get him a belt. Um, Nope. And then what? There's Danny Garcia. I mean, you're going to have Brandon Rios fight Danny Garcia. So, um, nope. I think there's some good matchups for him over there, not in his favor, but you know, he still is a relevant name. When people heal Brandon Rios, they, they still kind of get excited. You know, he always makes yeah. for a war, whether it should be a war or not. He He's going to come to fight. It might not be pretty, but he's definitely going to come to fight. Yeah. 
Um, the co-feature last night was Mario Barrios. He remains undefeated with a seventh-round knockout over Jose Luis Rodriguez. Virgil Hunter is his trainer. He was in the corner. And his daughter, Keisha Cole, was there supporting. I thought that was nice. We still want to get oh, Keisha right. on the show. I do. I know I do. So if anybody's listening and uh, somebody hit Virgil up and tell, tell him the kite is Keisha's number so we can talk to her. I want to know. <laughs> Oh, all right. In case you missed it, Canelo versus Golovkin, the biggest fight probably in boxing right now, um, looking ahead, has landed at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas for September 16th. That's awesome. That's a great, that's a great, great, great fight that we've been waiting for, and the time has finally come. Vegas, a lot of people going to be there. The selfish in me would have liked, like, the Rose Bowl or something crazy like that yeah. in Los Angeles. But, alas, we head back to Vegas, and it's going to do what it needs to do. Yeah. I, I don't think we really thought it would have went anywhere else. Uh, Leon Lawson, Andre Durrell's coach, um, is set to go on trial on August 16th for that sucker punch, that classic, that classless sucker punch. Um, a few Ugh. weeks ago, he finally turned himself in, and now he's going to go to trial. There was all types of charges. A lot of them have been dropped, but he is still going to trial. Um, this weekend, this past weekend, Jay, was the Hall of Fame induction. Um, you want to run yes. down who the inductees were? Congratulations to the new Hall of Fame inductees who were up in uh, Calistota, New York this weekend. Uh, inducted this weekend, Evander Holyfield, Johnny Tapia, Marco Antonio Barrera, uh, Johnny Lewis, Judge J- Jerry Roth, Steve Farhood mm. from Showtime, Barry Tompkins also from Showtime, and Eddie Booker, and posthumous, posthumously, Jimmy Lennon Sr. was inducted, mm. the father of the great classy one, Jimmy Lennon Jr., who is the Showtime announcer. So congratulations to the 2017 class for being inducted this past weekend. Thumbs up to you. Wow. Yeah. Um, I was reading this morning, Jay, on BoxingNews24.com that Clarissa Shields has announced that she has finally signed with a promoter, and she signed with Salita Promotions. They are out of Detroit, and they run a series out there called Salita's Detroit Brawl Series. Um, And I know that she has fought for them like once or twice already this year. I think that's where the Showbox card was. Um, I really thought that she was going to ink with someone like Rock Nation or uh, like Mayweather Promotions. I And for some reason, those bigger companies have not really been that interested in her. Mayweather Promotions went out and signed Layla McCarter, who is in her right. 30s, tough fighter. Super, I love Layla McCarter, but mm-hmm. it didn't seem like they were going in the direction of the gold medalist. You know, what's What's going on with Clarissa these days? What, what do you think about this signing? I think, I'm not sure. I, maybe it's part loyalty to her town. Well, yeah. of course not. She's from Flint. Maybe it's part hometown loyalty to tight to kind of build up the economy around there since people will turn out to see her fight. So maybe it's part loyalty and part, I don't know. I, I can't imagine she had a huge, crazy list of demands if she signed with a local promoter. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, some hometown loyalty. Yeah, I think you're on to something there. I think they probably have a lot of expertise in her home-based market, you know. But, again, she Mm -hmm. is from Flint. She's not from Detroit. So, you know, that's kind of like saying, uh, 
LA and San Francisco, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, they're both in California, but they're not the same, right? So, yeah, maybe it has a little bit to do with the expertise in her home-based market. I was actually floored by this when I saw the headline. I mean, I I was not expecting this whatsoever. Um, The only promoter that has not snagged up female boxer yet is top rank. Golden Mm. Boy went out and got Marlene. Uh, you see some other promoters, you know, DeBella got his girls, Eddie Hearn's doing a great job with Katie Taylor. And the only promoter, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to reach out to them, you know, you, if they have any plans on, on doing anything with women's boxing. That's interesting. Um, some other, in case you missed it, news. So Dom Ali versus Johan Perez has been made. It's a Golden Boy fight on ESPN that will go down July 29th from Tucson, Arizona. And Julian Williams has a fight finally versus Joshua Conley, and they've been added to the Robert Easter Shavakov card on June 30th on Bounce TV. That's a good so fight. So making his own comeback, yeah. I'm happy for that guy. It's time to see him back in the ring. He's a young guy. He took a loss. Hey, you pick yourself up and you keep going. So I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you, Julian Williams. Hope you do well. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Jamal Charlo will get a fight soon. I tweeted that a couple weeks ago, like, hey, you know, I'm really hoping that he gets a fight soon. And he obviously took it the wrong way because everything I say about those guys, they take the wrong way. But I'm being serious. I'd like to see him back. I think that, you know, his his attitude has actually helped him, you know, generate some fans. And, you know, dang, chill out, bro. I like the bad bad guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Jay, I've got some word on the curb. Um, we can take one last commercial break and keep people hanging on and come back for the word on the curb and wrap up with the weekend fight schedule. All right. Because the right gift can speak volumes. For home, for fragrance, for great body products, think for Alma.com. Offering you the finest products for any and every occasion you can imagine. Say you care the right way and search through our catalog of more than 800 products from tasteful jewelry to great leather goods. So remember, when you think gifts for any occasion, think for Alma.com. All right. Word on the curb. I've been saving some of this for a couple weeks. Nothing earth-shattering. Um, so I saw some of my stuff was already out there, and we weren't able to do the show. But Deontay Wilder, Jay, he says he's got this big fight announcement coming soon. It's major. It's going to be this big announcement. And the announcement will most likely be that he is fighting Bermain Stavern again. Mm. I guess. I'm sorry. I hope he doesn't yeah. get dehydrated. Yeah. The issue here is that Don King is really dragging shit out. This fight was actually supposed to happen on July 15th. Um, it's just kind of weird because Don King drugged shit out when they were making the Charlo Hatley fight as well. That fight took like a year to happen. Um, you know, he just signed Vanis Martesian, and Vanis is all over the place talking about he's going to rematch Ishe Smith. And it's like, when you're going with Don King, like, you just, you, it's not going to happen real quick. Um, but anyway, I believe, and from my sources, that the, the, the next Deontay Wilder big announcement fight is going to be a rematch with Severn. Oh, boy. I'm glad Wilder's getting Get a fight excited. with Severn. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Woo! All right. Some other word on the curb. Um, I was asking some sources about Ruslan. 
what is up with Ruslan Provodnikov? Where has he been? He signed the Showtime deal. He lost to John Molina. He fell off the face of the earth. He didn't know if he wanted to fight anymore. He wanted to retire. And I was told that he's just really not thinking about boxing right now. He's really not interested in fighting anytime soon. He's actually gone back to Russia, and he's got involved in politics. So he's busy over there, you know, politicking in Russia, minding his own business, and boxing is just not on his mind. It's actually the furthest thing on his mind. So anybody looking for Ruslan Kravnikov, uh, he's politicking. Well, we know that one guy in your timeline is looking for Ruslan. If nobody else is looking for Ruslan, that dude that likes to troll you is looking for Ruslan. So, hey, Ruslan, that guy's looking for you. All right. Word on the curb. Eric Botcher. Okay, I know this name doesn't ring many, many bells. Eric Botcher is a terrific matchmaker who's been in the industry for many, many, many years. He's like a million-dollar matchmaker. He was Rock Nation's matchmaker for the past couple years. They let him go for whatever reason. Now, here's the thing about Eric Botcher is that he has really great contacts in this industry, and he will work with anybody. You know, he's not into that, oh, you're with Al Heyman, I'm not going to work with you. Oh, you're with top rank. He don't give a shit about that. He don't do that politicking. He's a really, really great matchmaker. And... He was just hired by Lou DiBella. So he is now, he got a new home. Lou DiBella has a major force behind him now because Lou's biggest problem with some of his fighters are being able to get them fights, Jay, right? I mean, we've seen Kevin Farmer sit out for a while. He's got a plethora of other fighters in New York that he just can't seem to get some fights. Well, things are going to change because Eric Botcher has really good contacts in the industry. He's very well respected, and many people do like working with him. So Lou DiBella pulled out the pocketbook, girl. He pulled out that checkbook, and he went and got him some Eric Botcher. Go ahead, Lou DiBella over there making power moves. Go, Lou, go. Yeah. And, you know, this happened a few weeks ago, and I'm surprised that nobody made a big deal about this. You know, and maybe it's because Eric Botcher, he doesn't really like the limelight. He's not all out there. You know, you know other matchmakers by name and seeing them walking around, but uh, he's really good. And I think DeBella needed that. And, and I, like I said, he opened up the checkbook and hired Eric Botcher to do his matchmaking. So I expect to see Lou's guys more busy, more active. I, I plan to see them more on, on PVC cards and maybe on other people's cards, too. Well, good for them. Hope, uh, yeah. He's got his work cut out ahead of him, but better better working than not. If he signed with Lou, Lou saw something, he still has those contacts, and they can do some great things together and get some of these guys in the ring. So congratulations yeah. to them, and good luck. No doubt. So this weekend, Jay, let us know what fights are happening and where and how we could tune in. All right. Happening this weekend, starting in Detroit. It's not on TV, but I mentioned it just because we just spoke her up. Clarissa Shields is headlining in Detroit this weekend in an eight-round fight against Mary Rancier. So if you're in the Detroit area, definitely go check her out. She's headlining the card. On June 17th from Frisco, Texas on ESPN2, this is one of the golden boy on ESPN cards, Pablo Cano versus Fidel Maldonado. For 10 rounds and also on the card, Joshua Franco versus Oscar Mojica. If you don't want to tune in to that, 
There's, of course, the big pay-per-view fight happening from Las Vegas on HBO pay-per-view. Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev for the WBO, IBA, WBA light heavyweight titles. And in the co-main event, Guillermo Rigondeaux versus Moises Flores for Rigondeaux's WBA junior featherweight title. Louis Cuba Arias is also on the card. So if you're going to buy the pay-per-view, make sure you tune early so you can see the great fight action. This fight is not on TV, but I mentioned it just because there's a title involved. From Wetzler, Germany, Tyrone Ziege versus Paul Smith for Ziege's WBA regular super middleweight title. There's a lot of super middleweight belts and things and floating around out there, so this could match up to be a future opponent for either, uh, let's see, that could be a future opponent for James DeGale, for Zerto Ramirez, mm -hmm. for... Callum Smith, Chris Eubank, David Benavides. We don't know. So we'll keep an uh, eye on the fight just to see what happens with the belt. You never know what happens. And that's all I have for the weekend fight schedule. Make sure you follow us and tweet us this weekend. Use the hashtag boxing. Use the hashtag TMPS. And uh, let's, t let's talk about it and let's get into these fights this weekend. I know that's right. Uh, listen, Jay, thank you so much for holding it down the past couple weeks while I was um, out gallivanting and working. Thank you so much. Um, you know, you brought up Ramirez, Gabelto Ramirez, and made me think about his promoter, Top Rank. The past couple weeks on Twitter, I've been seeing people, um, you know, insinuating that there's this big blockbuster deal that's about to go down. Top Rank's about to announce this big deal, but nobody really knows what it is. Everybody is really in the dark. I'm told that even their own employees don't really know the specifics of this deal, but it's Ooh. supposed to be major. It's supposed to change the game. Bob Aaron was quoted on boxing scene saying, you know, once we finalize this deal, we won't even need HBO anymore. And I'm Ooh. thinking, whoa. So there is definitely Big something word. in the works. Everybody's being super tight-lipped about it. I have not been able to crack the code. All of my sources won't tell me a thing, but it's supposed to be major. And you know what? Top Rank needs it because they have no TV. They've got a bunch of fighters. They need to keep them busy. Lomachenko wants to be busier. Crawford wants to be busier. They got prospects. So whatever it is, I'm excited because that means we're going to get more. Uh, good luck to them. I'm, I'm, the more more is better, especially more when it's on free TV. So we're going to sit and wait with beta breath and see what they tell us. Yeah, we hope it's free. But all right, guys, today's show is brought to you by NationwideAutoWarranties.com. Make sure you check them out for AMA.com and BoxingInsider.com. Make sure you visit there. Uh, we appreciate you for listening today and being patient with us. Uh, Jay, you're always amazing. Catch us right here every Monday morning from 8 to 9. It's the Morning Punch-In Show. It's a wrap.